Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert Diogo Valente. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. André, let us know man, what are we talking about today? What else could we be talking about today besides the fantastic World Cup that we are covering? And uh, it is reaching its end with Serbia and Germany set to fight for the gold medal. Are you ready to get into it? Man, absolutely. Uh, today was all about European hoops. So here we are for you guys with another episode and this is going to be a great one for sure man let's get it started we are leaving by the name of the podcast and we here <laughs> at the european hoops podcast i don't think we could have asked for anything better than these two teams reaching the final and uh, mostly because they are deserving and they are playing at such a high level and doing all the little things that we admire and appreciate here on this podcast so let's get into it indeed and let's start by quickly going over what happened in the classification games between Latvia, Italy, Slovenia and Lithuania and what to expect for the fight from the 5th to 8th places. Uh, I say let's start with these games and then build up until, until the final. On the Italy versus Latvia game, the game started with a more energetic Italy that had an extra rest day while Latvia started the game with some of their usual starters off the bench. In the end of the first quarter, Italy energy was translated into an eight-point lead with the Italians attacking well the closeouts and creating advantages like that. Dantome was playing in great rhythm, ending the first half with 15 points, uh, shooting 3 out of 5 from uh, behind the arc on a game where Fontaiku didn't play. Latvia started to get their legs below them and after being down by as many as 13, they went into half-time ahead, 46-42. to 42. Latvia, once again, was very clever about uh, the way that they attacked their mismatches inside when the teams tried to take away their 3-point game by switching with Grajulis ending the first half with 50 points. After a strong start by Italy, the momentum of the game totally changed with Latvia building on the way that uh, they ended the first half, having a dominant start to the third quarter, going on a 10-2 run. And despite a late run by Italy to reduce the deficit to two points, a three-point dagger by the game MVP Grajulis locked the win for Latvia and got them on the game to, for the fifth place, where they will be facing Lithuania on a Baltic battle on a game that uh, has all the ingredients to be a great basketball game inside and outside the court with the Latvians and Lithuanian supporters ranking at the very top of all the supporters during this uh, FIBA World Cup. We will get to our preview of that game in a moment, but let me just ask you this. Is this the best fifth game place ever? It has the potential to be, for sure. <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, a Baltic battle and uh, two teams that have been amazing throughout the tournament. Obviously, Latvia uh, coming out of their group against France and Canada and then having a hell of a run beating Brazil. Uh, and they've just been playing uh, amazing basketball. And, of course, uh, Lithuania, they beat the USA. They had dominant performer performances over teams like Greece and Montenegro. So I think it's going to be a very exciting game. But uh, speaking on this one against Italy, like you said, Italy started better, and especially shooting the three. But then once the game uh, went on, uh, Latvia had a, an incredibly efficient game from the field, both from two and three. And just their ball movement, once again, 26 assists. They, they play such an amazing brand of basketball. 
and they they deserve to be in that fifth fifth place game and hopefully we have a, a hell of a battle in there i absolutely agree with you and we have sung the praises of how well latvia and germany play but there are two other teams that uh, they are just up there with them and those are lithuania and serbia and let me say that uh, the level of basketball and execution during this world cup is off the charts don't you agree with me for sure i mean it, it has been amazing <laughs> to see these teams play and Uh, we're going to have a, a great final. We've been having some great games here, even in the classification games. And like you said, teams like Lithuania and Serbia have also been playing amazing. So this is awesome to watch, man. This has been a hell of a tournament, for sure. This is what we love, and it's uh, player execution, high level of high head coaching. We have a bit of everything, and we still have four more games to watch, and we will enjoy every bit of it. But on the game between Lithuania and Slovenia, we saw Lithuania showing once again their strengths, as we saw during the tournament, including their win against the United States. And uh, they dominated the game from the start to finish, despite Slovenia going on some runs to cut the deficit. Lithuania was was leading 33 to 21 after the first quarter and was able to hold on you know, onto that advantage until the final score of the game being established at 100 to 84 with the Lithuanian team shooting 14 out of 25 from deep and being perfect from the line scoring all of their 10 free throws on a game where Luka Doncic had 29 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals and 1 block, with the MVP of the game being Jonas Valanciunas with 24 points and 12 rebounds. We spoke about motivation for these games in our preview, and uh, seeing Lithuania bouncing back and Doncic performing at such a high level, uh, this certainly shows how big of competitors these uh, players are. Oh, for sure. Uh, Luka, he, he always plays for his country uh, sometimes he's hurt and he still plays so it's pretty exciting to see uh, guys like him who are one of the best players in the world to, to show up for their country and to perform even when there's not a chance at getting a medal so th that was awesome to watch but uh, as far as the game uh, we had predicted that Slovenia would have a hard time with Lithuania's bigs and especially Valenciunas and it's not a coincidence that he was the MVP of the game and had 24 and 12. Slovenia does lack size. Uh, Mike Toby, he's tall, but he's not a, a strong big. So Lithuania had all the advantage in the world there. And I think that was the biggest reason for them to, to win this game. Let's then look into the game for seventh place that will be played on Saturday featuring Slovenia and Italy. I am picking Italy for winning this game. And yes, Luka Doncic can be an absolute nightmare for for Italy, for, for everybody. <laughs> he's, he's that good. Despite Italy not having the consistency across the tournament that we expected from them uh, before the, the start of the, the World Cup. This is the last game of Gigi D'Antoni. And uh, these types of games need uh, motivation. And uh, this, for me, it will be a big motivation factor for this Italian team. And this is why I expect them to, went, to want to win in a high note and win this game from Dantome. And this is why uh, I'm leaning on their direction. And I know, man. I know, I know, I know. Never contact Luca, and <laughs> I don't. But uh, this is my lean for, for this game. What is yours? Well, it, it's tough because uh, Fontecchio didn't play the last game. So I don't know if he's going to play on this one. But uh, if he doesn't, that means more minutes for Gigi Datome, and, and we appreciate that. Uh, obviously, like you said, his last game. So give us forty. Fun... <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game. Uh, both teams have kind of similar playstyles. They both shoot a lot. They're both not strong inside, but uh, but I think Italy does have an advantage uh, on on the inside with Melli. Uh, so 
I'm also going to go Italy, but of course, man, if Luca is playing, you never you never count out his team. So it's a possibility that Slovenia wins this game, of course. But uh, I just want it to be close and to be fun. And like like you said, if Italy can win this game and Gigi Datome ending his career with a win, that, that would be very cool to watch. But, uh, but I think it's going to be a good game. It should be a good game indeed. But let's move into the Baltic duel. Maybe the best fifth best game ever, as we just told you guys. The game that we will have an amazing crowd from both sides. A great basketball execution from both teams. This is the very first FIBA World Cup for Latvia. And they certainly will come into this game with uh, that motivation. But uh, you better believe me when I tell you that both of these teams will want to win this game. This is very important for their regions and they will want for to sure. come out of this game with a win. We saw it during the preparation games that Lithuania is a really hard matchup for Latvia as their physicality inside and the lack of clear mismatches for Latvia to be able to explore. It, it makes Lithuania a bad fit for this uh, Latvian team. But uh, my lean goes with Latvia. I believe on their character and uh, I think that they will be able to lock this fifth place to keep adding to their already historical run and uh, paraphrasing their coach, Luka Banki, to continue to do an amazing job to promote promote basketball in their country with these uh, Latvian players becoming role models for future generations. And as role models, they need to inspire people and uh, Latvian players deserve to become those role models with uh, this group having the values that make them so special. We are not short of special moments in this World Cup and here we are speaking about the fifth game place with passion. The game of basketball is just something unique and truly special. 100%. Uh, I think this game, it, it might be the most exciting game other than the final, of course, because that decides a gold medal. But uh, in terms of like uh, the atmosphere that I think is going to be in that gym with those fans from both teams who have been incredible throughout the tournament uh, and their teams haven't been behind haven't been uh, far from that they've been incredible as well they've been playing great basketball and like you said uh, it is a, a very bad matchup for Latvia uh, not only because of Valenciunas but everybody from Lithuania they, they have a, a, a very complete team they have options they have depth so I think this could be a, a tough game for Latvia uh, I do think they're going to stay in it and I think it's going to be very competitive but the advantage uh, of size might be uh, too much. And in close games, rebounding and free throws are always the the, the biggest parts. And uh, as far as rebounding, I, I don't think Latvia will be able to compete with with Lithuania. But uh, but I think it's going to be a, a very good game overall. Uh, I'm go- I'm leaning Lithuania just because of the the size aspect. But I think it's going to be an incredible game. It will be indeed a very very highly competitive game and. Uh... We have good basketball on Saturday to watch, so you guys should tune in for it. But uh, now that we went over the classification games, it is time to talk about medals. And uh, there is no way around it. We start by recapping the semifinals. And Jog, could we have asked for better basketball than we had? Oh, I don't think we could because we had... (laughs) Is that even possible? (laughs) Yeah, we had two elite games for sure. and, And especially... Uh, USA versus Germany. Uh, that might be one of the greatest FIBA basketball games ever. But uh, but it was very fun. I think starting off with uh, Serbia versus Canada, uh, I think Serbia came off the gate from the jump 
uh, aggressive defensively. And we thought that Canada was uh, the most physical team and the most aggressive team defensively. But Serbia started this game trying to send a message and to prove that that's not true. And they were elite defensively. Uh, I love the job that both Dob Dobrich and Avramovic did on Shea. And uh, I think Dobrich today was the most important player because offensively he was having great cuts and finishing uh, those layups and floaters. But then on the other side, he was guarding Shea and he did a, a hell of a job there. And then Avramovic coming off the bench, he, he was also very important defending Shea. And of course, it all comes down to Bogdanovic because he has been on a hell of a run as we predicted it. Obviously, he is the best player on this team and he is their shot maker. So he was incredible once again, uh, as was the whole team, Milutinov on the boards as well. They did a hell of a job. Uh, Shea facing some tough defenders and some box and one at times. He, he struggled a lot, scoring the ball especially. Uh, and then Olenek didn't have a great game. Lou Dort, he is a great defender, but I did see him get beat quite a few times for, for his stature of a defender. That shouldn't have happened. But Serbia was just more prepared mentally, and I think that was the biggest difference here. Uh, I believe Canada will, will bounce back in the third-place game because I do think they are super motivated to get a medal and to, to add that to the accomplishment of making the Olympics. But I think Serbia, for sure, they played a hell of a game and they 100% deserve to be in the final. I was delighted with this game, and Serbia did start the game by showing what they were going after and they went to Milotinov right away inside and uh, while Canada started with Dylan Brooks defending Bogdan Bogdanovic face to face but uh, the class of the Serbian player was in full display in this game with him attacking the switch sure. defenses he was driving, he was creating advantage to either feed the big man to pull up, to finish at the basket to kick it out for the open man, he was doing everything and uh, this is the Bogdanovic that we expected to see and know Serbia started with a 8-1 run Canada answered with a 12-2 run Serbia with excellent brawl pressure and uh, you mentioned their defensive performance today and once again uh, we, they had great contributions off the bench and we have to highlight one more time Avramovic that was one more time extremely disruptive in this game and was a big part of a 11-0 run by Serbia with Bogdanovic on his post-game conference sharing a story about Avramovic telling that he had been watching SGA tape for two full days and he Avramovic had promised Bogdanovic that he would steal at least one ball and <laughs> he got a couple so he yeah. was very <laughs> successful indeed. On the other end we saw Kelly Olenek attacking, trying to attack mismatches and looking to generate some offense for Canada with Shea on fall trouble during the first quarter with two early falls. Serbia was up 25-15 to 15 after the first quarter with Bogdanovic on the bench. It was good rich time attacking and the switching defense and continue the job that Bogdanovic was doing earlier on until uh, Goodrich got into foul trouble himself with uh, three uh, first half uh, uh, falls and Bogdanovic had to come back into the game. Serbia was able to control the tempo of this game in the first half by picking their spots offensively and by being disrupted offensively. Shea 
picked his third fall with 42 seconds left on the second quarter to play. And at the end of the first half, Serbia was leading 52 to 39. At halftime, Bogdanovic was the best player in the floor with 15 points, two rebounds, three assists and one steal, while two other Serbian players, Dobric and Milutinov, were in double digits with 10 and 11 points respectively. Serbia was shooting 50% from behind the arc, while Canada was shooting 42% from the field. This just shows how dominant Serbia started this game and uh, this is this has been their approach so far in these games. They have just started to dominate from the beginning and just put the pressure up. And this has been how they are able to build these leads and could try to control the tempo of these games. Canada started the second half with a couple of steals and playing with the intention of gaining momentum by getting stops and causing turnovers, being able to take advantage of their transition game. But Serbia wouldn't let them. And uh, they kept exploring all the advantage that they had with uh, just under 60 minutes left to play. Canada had Olenik, SGA with three falls and Dylan Brooks with four falls. And uh, this wasn't just uh, a bad uh, management from those players. This was Serbia just uh, looking for all the advantages and just creating those advantages and forcing those advantages. Heading into the fourth quarter, Serbia had the 75 to 63 lead and uh, we knew what we were expecting. Bogdanovic was about to take over in the fourth quarter, leading Serbia to a 95 to 86 win that gets them to the 2023 FIBA World Cup final. And uh, you might have guessed Bogdan Bogdanovic was the MVP of this game with 23 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists and 3 steals on the game where Serbia out-rebound Canada 33-32 to and shot 62.1% from the field against 48.2% from the field by the Canadians. And this was just great execution and a great, great, great show uh, by uh, Serbia that are deserving members of the, this final and they certainly will be contending for this World Cup title but uh, if we couldn't have asked for much better than this game I think we might have gotten it on the game between <laughs> Germany uh, with them making history reaching their first World Cup final ever by beating the United States 113 to 111 Brandon Ingram was missing this game with a hyper respiratory illness but uh, despite m- missing him, it was once again the American bench led by Ali Burton and Reeves that uh, got them into the game after a strong start by Germany that was leading 25-15 to 15 after just five minutes. In the end of the first quarter, the United States was trailing by two and uh, I am fairly confident that our listeners thought about us early in the game as we saw Obst getting an open shot for the first <laughs> German basket. We called it here on the podcast and the United States needed to step for up sure. defensively and they didn't and uh, they were all over the place missing def- defensive assignments and def- missing defensive rotations. Jaron Jackson, only late in the game, was able to get going and the Despite not having any faults heading into the fourth quarter, he was just struggling to be able to to stay on the floor and to be a positive contributor for this American team. And that's mostly merit of the way that German was at, Germany was attacking and was able to create advantages and to to force their superiority on the inside. 
Germany was going at Reeves on offense, drawing the double team on him, moving well the ball and finding open shots or driving lines for their players. Tiemann was once again bringing the energy of the bench. We saw Mikael Bridges having big shots, Schroeder making his shots today, Reeves playmaking being key for United States and Franz Wagner all-around game that was pretty much unstoppable during this game. He has just playing at that level today. Germany size and physicality was in full display, but the United States having enough athleticism to still be able to attack the basket and finish at the basket led to them to lead at halftime 60 to 59. At halftime, Germany was winning the rebound battle 18 to 13, including important seven offensive rebounds that led to 15 second chance points against four from United States. Both teams were shooting at a very high clip from three. United States was eight of 15, including Mikael Bridges that was three of three, while Germany was shooting seven out of 14. Franz Wagner looked every bit of the best player of this German team. And we had mentioned in our preview, we both were extremely high on Germany and we mentioned that for Germany to win this World Cup, Franz Wagner will need to look as the best player from Germany, and I think he does. But we also saw Thijs, Thiem, and Voigtman and Mo Wagner being key for Germany, with the big men combining for 30 out of the Germany first half, 59 points. But uh, this was Germany's game, with them coming to the second half with a 35-point third quarter, and despite of a late run by the United States, led, led by Reeves and Edwards, they were never able to come back all the way. Daniel Tice was the MVP of this game with 21.7 rebounds, and this is the perfect show of the United States' struggles during this game. France had 22 points, and uh, his combination of size and skill is truly delightful and truly dominant. But uh, I have to end this my breakdown of this game by going full circle back to Obst that ended this game with 24 points, shooting four out of eight from three. And I have two questions for you. Is this the case that we should be saying, I told you so? And uh, how high does Obst ranks on the best shooter in the world conversation? <laughs> well, uh, I think he is the best shooter uh, in this tournament. Uh, I said it before the tournament when we were breaking down Germany. So uh, he's quite high in the world. Uh, I mean, of course, guys like Steph, Clay are, are always the, the guys on the top. But uh, Obst will give them a fight. I, I don't doubt that at all because he is one hell of a shooter and especially coming off pin downs uh, on the move too, which is hard. And he does it at a very high level. And pff, we can't say enough about his performance today. I mean, he was absolutely <laughs> incredible. And just this German team overall, I mean, amazing, truly amazing. But uh, about this game, they were prepared. And that, that was the reason why I picked Germany to win this game. Uh, I thought that mentally they were prepared. I thought that basketball-wise, they had the pieces. To, to beat this USA team. And uh, with, with Jaron having to sit a lot, a lot of the time during the game, that forced USA to go to some small lineups where Germany just bullied through them. Uh, we had guys like Tiemann coming off the bench and, and doing a hell of a job, especially when Austin Reeves was guarding him in the post and he, he went to work. And then friends as well. And this all happened because USA uh, had always wanted to have a, a big wing on Schroeder, uh, like Latvia did. And you were right on that because Latvia did give them the the, the blueprint to, to defend Schroeder. So it was always either Mikael Bridges or Josh Hart guarding Dennis. So that left Austin Reeves guarding either Franz Wagner or Thiemann. And he went through a hard time today. 
but uh, the pace of this of this game was insane, and you can argue that a game this fast and with this much f- fast breaks and transitions would benefit the United States because they have the most firepower and the most talent. But Germany beat them at that game, and they Absolutely. they played a hell of a game from start to finish. They they didn't slow down. Every time the USA made a, a comeback, they responded. They were always ready. They and that was just awesome to see. They they didn't they didn't choke like nothing. Everything the USA was giving them, they were giving it right back. And they deserve a hell of a credit. Uh, on the USA side, Ant was great. Austin Reeves played very well offensively, but USA's performance on the defensive side was just very very bad. And with Jaron being the anchor defensively and having to sit down for a, lot, a big part of the game, that didn't help them at all. So uh, I think those were the biggest reasons for Germany to, to win this game, outside of, of course, the, the individual performances of Obst, Thijs, Franz, Schroeder. I mean, you can go by the whole team. They all played amazing. So <laughs> this was a, a hell of a win for Germany. They, they deserve to be in the final. And I really think we're going to have a hell of a game in this fight. You are absolutely on point. Germany was brilliant. They deserve this win. We were very, 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 very high on them for good reasons. Uh, but they showed that uh, they were the well better prepared team, as you just said. And they were ready to come out of this game with a win. And they are ready to go and attack the gold medal. Let's get to the medals and let's start with the bronze one. United States against Canada. And my eyes will be on Kelly Olenek and Shea on this game. They are the two players that can create enough to give uh, enough issues to the United States and give them a chance to come out of the, this World Cup with a medal. I think that uh, on a game that uh, I expect a great competition with both teams wanting to bounce back after these losses, United States has the overall talent advantage, especially in terms of offensive creators. And I think they are favorites for the, the bronze medal. For me, it comes down to Canada is a physical team, but mostly on their wings. They don't really have the physical inside presence that a team like Germany has, that a team like Lithuania has. And I think that makes the game slightly easier for the way that United States uh, play. Can Canada beat United States? Absolutely. They can. They have the talent. Shea can take over the game. And Shea should be the best player on, the, on this game. I think so. I think he will be. And uh, if the game is close, uh, it's anyone's game. And maybe there the advantage can be Canada. But I, if United States will want to show character, will want to bounce back after... After this semi-final loss, where they were seen by everyone in the world as the number one ranked team heading into this team. Of course, it's not surprising that Germany beat them. Germany is that good. But uh, at the same time, it's a disappointing loss for the United States. So United States has the obligation and the ability to try to make this game easier. Not easy, but easier by being able to make the most of their talent and to be able to attack the basket and just put a lot of pressure on Canada. But Canada has what it takes to to be able to be competitive. And if they are able to make this game close, I, I really believe on Shea being the best player on the floor and being able to take over. I 100% agree with you uh, on those, those two aspects you said. Uh, the fact that Canada uh, doesn't have uh, as many options uh, on the inside as Germany does and the fact that Shea could be the best player on the floor, and if it is close, he can take over. Uh, I think this is a much better matchup for the USA uh, than than it was against Germany. So they will be able to to adapt 
and to to play their game and to impose their game on Canada. And with with Canada only having Olenek and uh, Dwight Powell getting real, real minutes uh, on the inside, I think that's going to be awesome for the United States because if Jaron has to sit, they can afford to go with Paolo at the five and just go with guards and wings uh, next to Paolo and they can just speed the game up or whatever they want to do. Like, I think this matchup benefits them way more than Canada. But uh, like you said, if the game is close, I'm giving the advantage to Canada because they have Shea. Yeah. <laughs> and not only is he the best player, but I feel like in a close game where you just need to get a bucket, like his game is all about that. It's get a bucket. He can do it uh, any and every way possible. And, and I don't think anybody on the United States is going to be capable of stopping him if he does get going. So this game could go either way, of course. But I think throughout the whole duration of the 40 minutes, uh, I think USA has the edge. But like again, Canada's best chance is to try to keep it close until the fourth quarter and then just let Shea cook. And I think you will agree with me that uh, probably the United States and Canada will be the, the favorite picks on the semifinal games. And uh, they losing, it's uh, somewhat disappointing for them. Canada comes out of this World Cup with their best performance ever. United States comes out of this World Cup with a qualification for the Olympics. Of course, they have the talent to always compete to win, but while they shouldn't be satisfied, they also come off this World Cup with something. And uh, if uh, on the bronze medal, I'm sure that those two teams will have enough motivation to go to each other. And we can have a hell of a battle between Edwards and uh, Shea in the end of the game. And that will be worth it to turn in. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, like you said, I think Canada, obviously, they have the talent and I'm sure they wanted to be in the final and fighting for gold. But uh, I mean, I had them ranked third. So if they do end third, that's not, I'm not going to be disappointed at least. And um, I think, like you said, getting the Olympic slot was the, the most important part here. And they're fighting for a medal. So obviously, they could have asked for more, which is to fight for gold. But they are fighting for a medal and they got the Olympic slot. So I think regardless of how this ends, they they had a, a positive tournament. And especially looking at their group, which was very hard with France and Latvia, they, they finished that in first. They, they reached the semifinals and now they're fighting for a medal. So they did a good job regardless. Let's speak about gold. I think uh, that's what everybody is waiting for. And Germany and Serbia, what a final we'll be watching. Coming to this game, Serbia averages 97.7 points per game, Germany 94.4. Serbia is shooting 38.8% from three, Germany is shooting 38.7. We will just have an extremely, extremely high-level game, extremely, extremely competitive game. Doesn't matter the way we look at it, it will be good. It will be very, very good. This will be a game of adjustments, an extremely physical game, where the team that finds solutions quicker and is able to make the right adjustments will probably win. And Serbia really has been showing the ability to do just that, except on their game against Italy. But Germany has so much depth and so much talent that they need to be slightly favorites for this game. I'm picking them a slightly favorites for this final. But uh, it will come down to details. Can Serbia slow down Franz Wagner? Will Nikola Jovic and Filip Petrushev step up to the moment and uh, provide the production that uh, they need against the deep and strong front card from Germany? 
will the Serbian defensive pressure be effective against this uh, German team? You need to keep an eye on all of these questions during the game, but mostly you need to enjoy this high-level final, and we couldn't have asked for a better outcome for this tournament. We had Germany in the ranked second for this World Cup. We had Serbia ranked uh, sixth and seven, and uh, we had them as favorites to be uh, in contention to, to be in the medal games. I guess we could have been even higher because they are that good and they perform at that high level. Both of these teams have shown that uh, they are ready, prepared. They play at a very high level. I have a slightly lean to Germany. I mostly have a, a, a strong lean to a very good and the high-level final of this FIBA World Cup tournament. Do you agree with me? Do you think that Germany will be going 8-0 on this FIBA World Cup? I do, I do. Uh, I think Germany is the better team, and not to discredit Serbia or anything they've accomplished so far, because they've been amazing. And before I get into a breakdown, uh, I just want to, to read you some names, and then you tell me your opinion, okay? Hey, I'm okay, ready, so I'm ready. Nik- okay. Nikola Jokic, Vasily Misic, Boban Marjanovic, Nemanja Nedovic, Milos Teorozic, Alexei Pokuzhevsky, Nikola Kalinic, and Vladimir Lusic. This sounds like a great team, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, are yeah. those uh, potential players <laughs> the, for Serbia? <laughs> yeah, these are the guys who are not playing for Serbia. And the fact that they are missing these eight players and they reach the final, I mean, they deserve all the credit in the world. They, they've been playing amazing basketball. A hundred percent. They've been a real team on both sides of the floor. They've been dominating games since the, the first game, since the group phase. So they deserve to be in the final and they are an amazing team. But the team on the other side is just too good. I mean, they have so many options on every position. They they have the superstars in, in this tournament, like Schroeder and Franz. They, they have the size, they have versatility, they have the shooting, and especially Obst. I mean, he's been going crazy, and he's going to continue to, I believe. So I just think Germany has the better team overall. Uh, I believe it's going to be a, a very competitive game, and I think it's going to be a defensive battle, even though both teams can light it up offensively as well. But I think, like you said, adjustments and defense, I think it's going to be so important. The coaching aspect will be crucial for this game. Uh, I just think Germany has more firepower offensively, and I think that's going to ultimately be the the difference maker. And even though Serbia has Milutinov and Petrusev, uh, Germany does have more options inside. And I think Germany's bigs are more versatile than the Serbs. So I think that's an advantage for for Germany. And then, of course, France. Uh, You can argue... Who is the best wing on the floor? Is it Franz? Is it Bogdanovic? I think Franz is the more complete player. Uh, I think Bogdanovic, playing as the number one option, could have better numbers, and especially shooting the ball. But I think Franz is the best player on the floor. So uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm not going to miss a second of it, and it's really going to be an entertaining game. But uh, I think Germany is going to get gold this time and Serbia will get the second place. On their first final ever, and that will be truly 
impressive yeah. and I think that, that they can achieve that and uh, I think France's size is kind of a swing factor there and gives him uh, the advantage on that battle but we predict we predicted a hot run by Bogdanovic and I think it hasn't ended yet and he will have a great red final uh, hey, and if, there, if there's a guy who's going to step up in a final we know it's Bogdanovic oh so. yeah he <laughs> is able to do that that's for sure <laughs> but I agree overall uh, it's a slight advantage for Germany I'm very very close when uh, I was reviewing this game it's it's very very close to me i think that overall it's advantage germany in a very close battle and uh, keep an eye out for how the teams start this game the punches that they will throw at each other and mostly how they are able to adjust to those punches that uh, will be key for this game it's uh, it's a highly tactical game if germany is able to come into the game with uh, a high level of dominance they can make the game look uh, slightly more easy it won't be an easy game for sure but uh, germany is the team that has that uh, potential to be able to do that but i think serbia will come very well prepared and be playing at a very high level three point shooting will also be a factor the rebound battle will be a factor like you said and the depth of germany in inside is strong and it's one of their strengths in this tournament their big coming off the bench give them a lot this will be a highly competitive final and that's what we could wish for for this uh, FIBA World Cup this was a very very good episode this was this is a very very good World Cup we will be here to recap it all for you guys on Sunday so make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss that episode and the episodes we will be having after and make sure to follow us on Twitter as well at Itos Euroleague. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on the next episode.